how can I still serve my listeners and be in this different dog mom life phase three at the same time? the With a Dog podcast, a podcast for the modern dog parent. I'm your host, Carly, and every Wednesday I bring on pet professionals or some fellow dog parents, and we laugh, learn, and commiserate about everything from the confusing vet visits to dog park etiquette to the 2 a.m. potty breaks. Essentially, life with a dog. Hello, people with a dog. What an episode we have today. I mean, I'm saying that as I'm recording it. So um, I hope it's great. But it is a momentous occasion. The day this episode comes out is September 28th. The next day is September 29th. The best day in the world because it is my birthday. I'm doing exactly what I did last year by taking a trip on my birthday. Except this year, we're not going to be in a cabin alone in the woods with my dog. We are going to New York City. Podcast press tour is happening. I'm doing some interviews. I'm hanging out with Charlotte Nashley. I'm seeing some other friends. And I'm just going to have like a solo trip vibe. It's not fully solo. Like this is, I think, the perfect balance. And I'm very proud of myself for creating this for my birthday. So the perfect balance. You're going to this city. I have been to New York before, so I've done the tourist stuff before. And... I know people in the city. As I said, I'm hanging out with Charlotte and Ashley. We're going to celebrate my birthday. I have some other friends from high school and college who are there. Going to see them. So I know people, but I'm still like for a few of those days staying in a hotel on my own. And I'm going to have, you know, that really like main character energy, solo, walking down the streets in New York, bopping to my music, living the city life. And and yes, I do live in Seattle, a large city. It's just not the same as like a New York City, a London. So I'm excited. And um, all of my Rover dog sitting has been able to fund this trip. So that's nice. This is also Dog Zad's gift to me is he doesn't know he doesn't actually have to think about what to get me for my birthday. He's just like, great, you're going to plan your own vacation. You're going to plan your own trip and I can like just hang out on my own. Cool. Like, love it. I'll see you when you get back. So I'm very excited and make sure you tune into the Instagram to be caught up on everything. But next, I want to address the elephant in the room, which is the fact that this is my first episode back in a month. I like how all through August, I was like, don't worry, guys, I'm going to take a little break, but you're still going to get an episode every week. It may just be an one from the archives. Don't worry, I'll still be here. And then I just kind of go radio silent for a few weeks. I'm like, mm. Never mind, like during all of September. So I'm very sorry to everyone, to all of my faithful listeners. That's, you know, that's not how I roll. Like usually I really, usually I do try to make sure I'm as consistent as possible. And I know if one of my favorite podcasts just all of a sudden decided to stop uploading, I would be very upset because I rely on them for my weekly entertainment. So thank you for coming back for this solo episode. And this episode is actually, I'm going to address, I'm going to tell you why I decided I needed to take a break this last month. And even like a little bit of August and almost like kind of through the summer too. Um, just looking back through some of my episodes, all, almost like from May onwards. I mean, yes, I, I was 
putting episodes out every week, but there were a lot more solo ones. You know, I was back and forth on vacations and stuff too. And yeah, I'll I'll tell you, I'll update you on what I've been feeling within my life, within the podcast. And that's what this episode is about. It's all about the dog mom phases, the phases of dog mom life from getting your dog to where I am now, eight years in of dog mom life. And of course, Someone may be listening to this and be like, oh, please, I've been dog mom for 20. Some people may be listening to this and be like, I'm three years in and I feel like a veteran. So I just want to say that this is all based on my own experience of what I have felt so far the phases are. I have talked to some other people and they agree with me or they agree as in they can identify with each phase. Or like they can identify with the phases they've been in themselves. And I want to say too that you can be in any phase for a long time. And I think you can jump back in to different phases as well. You'll you'll see what I mean soon. But it, it really, this isn't supposed to be a hard and fast rule of like, this is the life cycle of a dog mom. Or I should say dog parent too. I'm going to use the phrase dog mom, but I really do think this applies to whatever gender you identify as as a dog parent. And really, at the end of the day, this is just a mechanism in which to explain my own emotions and thoughts in a way that I hope serves you guys and I hope you guys can identify with as well. So it'll just be really fun if when you guys all message me, happy birthday, um, <laughs> when you DM me, tell me what phase you think you're in. Tell me if you're like a, you're like, girl, it's a hardcore phase two right now. Or you're like, I think I've hit, I think I've hit phase four. Like, let's talk about it. Tell me what phase you think you're in because I think it would be, it would be fun. It'd be fun if we just like start talking about phases, just like robe levels, like robe mode one and two. If you guys know what I'm talking about, you're an OG and you follow me on Instagram. So thank you. Uh, if you have no clue what I'm talking about, I have a highlight bubble on the podcast Instagram that's called robe mode. When you're like fully like the whole shebang, skincare is done, your nails are done, you've shaved, you've lotioned, and you're just like in a robe because you're just so perfect and luxurious. And then robe mode two is when you're like sitting in bed in a robe eating Chipotle and you have like five different beverages next to you. The dog hasn't been walked and you're just like watching trashy TV. Your hair is in like a rat's nest. That's number two. Anyway, surprise, surprise. We're getting on a robe tangent. It would just be fun if we also kind of talked about like dog mom life phases. So let's get into it. Phase one, conception. No, okay. <laughs> Phase one is when you first get your dog. Or when you're like deciding to get your dog. It's the, you know, either finding the right breeder or finding the right shelter or rescue, like a putting the application in, falling in love with a bunch of different dogs and then finding out that maybe they didn't get adopted to you or doing all the research about, oh, I want different breeds for different reasons or I want a mix of this breed or whatever. Number one starts when you've moved from, I think I want to get a dog, to actually working on getting a dog. And I'm going to say phase one is the work. It's exciting, but it's work. It is the excitement of applying for all the different dogs, doing all the shelter things, getting your dog, finally bringing them home, trying all the different leashes and colors and figuring out what food they like and like all those things that you kind of do within the first few weeks and months. And then even it kind of, I think, phase one really even extends into 
the first year or two of having your dog as well. Maybe you're in your mid-20s when most of us get our first dog. Maybe you're a little older. Maybe you're a little younger. Maybe you're getting your dog with a partner. But essentially, a lot of times, this is like the first time you've been in charge of another being outside of yourself. And not only that, but it's usually, not always, a decision you made for yourself too. It's It was a decision that you're like, I'm going to take this being on, this dog, this other life. It is now my responsibility. I'm choosing that. And as I said, that's not always. Sometimes you get a partner and they already have a dog or you inherit a dog from a family member, something like that. But I think there is always kind of a conscious decision in your mind that this being is now mine. This dog now belongs to me and is my responsibility. And I think there's some weight to that. So that's why I'm saying it's work. It's exciting, but it's work. There's mental work. There's emotional work being put in. And oftentimes I think the first dog does become your soul dog. If you don't know that term, it's kind of what like soulmate basically or heart dog, I guess is the other one. Basically just like that one animal that you bond with so deeply that you rarely have that depth of bond with another future pet. We're not going to get into that. But I don't think you realize they beca- they are your soul dog until phase two, which I will get into in a second. But I think there's moments in phase one where you feel like you're like, this is it. I am a dog mom. I love my dog so much. They like to go to this park and they like to be pet this way. And like, I think there are moments where you're like, wow, everything's going really good. But I still think you're in the like work phase where you're still figuring, you and your dog are still figuring each other out. Whether that is because they are a puppy and they're growing into their own and they're not really developing their full personality, full body until a couple years in, or if you adopted your dog or rescued your dog, it's kind of the same thing. You're still figuring each other out, like, what are our personalities together? How do we mesh? And you're putting each other into new situations consistently. Even though you feel like confident, you may go to one bar with the dog that has like a great outside cafe and then you go to another one and it's like gravel and they're like, I hate this or whatever. And vice versa, maybe your dog is putting you into some (laughs) interesting situations where they all of a sudden don't like their kennel or as they get older, they develop more of a prey drive, whatever it is. So that's why that is like phase one in my mind. And I went through this for sure the first few years with Lupin. There were moments, especially because I worked in the pet industry and like at a shelter and a vet and everything, there were moments where I was like, I have got this. I am so good. This dog is the love of my life. And so I think it's like you have this comfortability in phase one, but you're still working for little things, as I said, like new situations. Your dog is putting you in new situations. You're putting them in new situations and you're still learning how the other how each other reacts to those different things. You're maybe working on some behavioral issues that they have started to have as they've grown up or they had when you adopted them. Maybe they had some reactivity. You've worked with a trainer. You've worked to desensitize them to kids and skateboards. And you've worked on your bond with them by playing with them and I, I mean, I remember early on with Lupin, like I used to wrestle with him all the time and and really our bond grew from that. But it was still something I was trying, if that makes sense. Like I was still putting effort in into our relationship because I knew it wasn't at the point that I wanted it to be at. Like we were still figuring each other out. And a part of me, even if it was unconscious, I think I knew that. 
And so playing with him allowed him to trust me more. So like I was working on that stuff, but that's what I'm saying. It was work, phase one, work. So you figured out behavioral stuff. Maybe you figured out medical stuff. I can say within the first few years of having Loopy, same thing. He had um pretty severe food allergies, which I know I've mentioned before on this podcast. So you you figure out like, okay, they're allergic to chicken and you've tried the 20 different foods and you've sunk the money in and... So so it's work. It's it's fun and it's new and it's exciting, but it's the work phase. Moving on to phase two. This is the life really is better with a dog phase. If you listen to my episode with Charlotte and Ashley, it was a couple months ago and it was basically we asked the question, is life really better with a dog? And I think phase two is when your answer to that is absolutely yes. Unequivocally, my life has gotten better because I have a dog. And I think this is when you reap the benefits of phase one. You've put in the work, your dog is comfortable with you, you have a great relationship. Yes, you still have to take care of them every day and put in work to maintain the relationship and maintain their you know, behaviors and health and all of that, but it doesn't phase you anymore. That was a wrong use of the word phase. Um, <laughs> I've been going with the double meaning here. Um, It doesn't disrupt you anymore. It's like an unconscious thing of maintaining the relationship and maintaining the love and maintaining the care of them. It's second nature at this point. And you're riding the high of that. You're like, yeah, I know exactly how they'll probably act in this situation. You know, you can say so with 90% certainty. Yes, I can take them to this brewery patio and I know how they're going to act or no, they can't have those treats, but they can have these or, oh, that dog is approaching them. And I know exactly I can probably anticipate how they're going to react. So this is how I'm going to change my own behaviors or these are the steps I'm going to take. So you're it's all second nature at this point. You know your dog so well. They know you and you're just like, let's go. Let's get an Instagram for you. If I haven't, if you hadn't started one already, you probably already put the work in for an Instagram in phase one. Let's be honest. Maybe you're you're gaining followers. You're connecting with more other dog people on Instagram. You're getting involved in the dog community in your local city. You're going to dog events. You're meeting up with other fellow dog parents. Maybe you're making a couple reels or TikToks of cute thing your, things your dog is doing and they're happy to be going viral. Maybe a couple brands are reaching out to you and saying, hey, you want to model our bandanas? <laughs> um, hey, here's some free merch if you want to post about it. That kind of thing. Speaking of, you've got the right gear. That's another thing about phase two. You have found the right leash and the right collar and the right harness and all those things for you and your needs. You know your dog is a flight risk, so you're like, don't worry about it. I've got the GPS tracking collar. You know your dog listens better when they have a front clip harness versus a back clip, so you got the front clip. And you've also got the right dog gear that goes with your lifestyle. So you're like, I hike all the time with my dog. I need this specific leash that's most comfortable, you know on my waist or whatever, or on my hand. I go to patios all the time. I'm out about in the community and I'm bringing my dog with me. I've got this nice, beautiful vegan leather with the gold chain, blah, blah, blah gear for my dog. As you can tell, I am the second one of those things. (laughs) But I can say 
once I figured out the right gear for running with my dog. I invested in the right the right dog gear for that. And that was all part of phase two. And what I want to really talk about with phase two and what the special part about it is bad things can happen in phase two with you or your dog, like as in a medical emergency, they can, you know, have something really traumatic happen. Maybe they need, they broke their paw and then you're all of a sudden like have a dog and a cast and there was all the cost of the x-rays and things like that. So bad things can happen or upsetting things can happen, such as maybe your dog is reactive, but you worked so hard in phase one that you were pretty confident in taking them into new situations and they had a bad reaction to something or another. However, those upsetting or bad things happening are just like a blip in the radar of phase two. You're like, yes, that was bad. Oh my gosh, it was a couple weeks of stress. Damn, that was a big old chunk out of the dog budget for those x-rays, vet bills. But you still maintain this like nice homeostasis of like, yes, life is better with a dog. Like you still always maintain that like high that you're riding on of having a dog. It, it may have like a little a little dip, but it comes right back up afterwards. And I think there's a lot of people that stay in phase two for a very long time, which is amazing. You know, I think that's really, really great. But I want to move on to phase three. Like this isn't a, and I should have said this when I was talking about the phases, but you can move back and forth between the phases. Like you don't have to go like one, two, three, four, five. I think you can go from one. I think usually you start at one, no matter what. And I think then progress to two. But then I think you can go to like three and four and then back to two. And so you can jump around or maybe you're going like one to three sometimes. So moving on to phase three. Because I want to talk about the now what or the what now stage. That's what that's what I think phase three is. It's like, okay, now what? It's really hard to move into phase three. And it's very sobering almost. And I say that because I think I'm in phase three right now. Spoilers. But in phase two, dog mom is your identity. You are making the fun reels. You're going to the dog events. Maybe you start a dog podcast. You know, you're you're having fun with your dog. And as I said, I hope I think a lot of people stay in phase two for a very long time. And I think phase two is fun. But sometimes I think that kind of that fun, the excitement almost like that high that you were riding slowly starts to trend downwards into a phase three. I hate to use the word like downwards because that means that one phase is better than another. And it's not like I. that's what I've decided in my own brain <laughs> over the last month of reflecting is that I think they're all just unique phases. And phase three is the like, wow, dog mom was such a strong part of my identity. And it still is. I still love my dog. But maybe the excitement is wearing off slightly. Not the love. Not the fact that they are such a big part of your life and you care so deeply for them. Like that never changes. But it's kind of the point at which you have everything with your dog more or less figured out. This is so hard to describe on a podcast. Um, I'm, I'm thinking like a line graph. And so if you're, let's say, one to 10 on the vertical scale, let's say phase two, you're at the like 
eight, nine, and you have like a little blip that'll take you down to a six every once in a while or a five. But then it, it kind of comes back up to an eight, nine. And sometimes you shoot up to a 10 because you're like, this is amazing. And then you kind of go back to average at the eight, nine. I think phase three is more like you're averaging out at like the six, seven. And sometimes you'll have a little blip, a little spike up to that eight, nine again, but then it drops back down to like a six, seven. And sometimes you'll have the dip down to a five, four and it, it stays a little steady down there and then it comes back up. And as I said, I think I'm in this phase right now of I get so much enjoyment out of my dogs. I love them so much. But I think we've really gotten to this like groove, like this habit almost. And maybe that's just like because I'm at a certain time in my life. Maybe it's because we have a house and I'm not constantly moving. And okay, so we got our house July 2020. So it's been over two years. This is the longest I've ever lived somewhere since I was 18. I mean, obviously college, but like you're switching dorms and you can get a house off campus, blah, blah, blah. This is the longest I've ever. So I was always changing something every year. And so therefore, you know, the dog would be in a new situation. Loopy would be living somewhere different and we'd have to figure out different walks and different things. So now everything is like copacetic. We have the here's the parks we go to. Here's the the place we stop for the treats. We buy the dog food here. I would say this phase is almost like being in a long-term relationship. And I can only say this because dog Zad and I have been together for over 10 years now. Fuck that. I sound so old. Um rarely do we surprise each other and not not in the like romantic oh my god dinner out you surprised me with reservations like I don't mean like that I mean rarely do our reactions to something surprise each other and this is not a bad thing this is I think what happens sometimes in a marriage or if you've been friends with someone for a long time or if you've been in any type of relationship for a long time like if you have a best friend that you've known for 10 years you guys talk about everything rarely do they surprise you like rarely are they going to do a complete 180 for them from what you expect of them sometimes they do and cool but like it's it's not like a common thing and so I kind of feel like that's how it is with your dog after a certain amount of time and I'm not saying that sometimes their behaviors won't surprise you or sometimes they won't have some kind of medical emergency but I mean that the the spike it causes whether up or down on our little phase line graph it doesn't cause as big of a spike. And so my examples of that, within this last, I guess, year and a half, two years, Lupin has had to go to the emergency room twice. He got bit both times, actually, by other dogs. I would also like to say that both times he was not at fault. <laughs> I sound so biased, but yeah, they, Lupin is like the dopiest, most idiotic thing. One was a food aggression from the other dog, and then another one was... Uh, like a protective instinct thing. Anyway, um, and then what else happened? Albie ripped his paw pad recently, and I've kind of I kind of shared like a couple of these things on social media. But when I was in phase two, let me tell you, I would have been all over the social media with it. I would have been making multiple videos. You know, like it would have been so much more drama involved with it, not in a bad way. But it would have been like, I am dog mom. I am going to share this so other people can benefit from it. I am going to, you know, watch this YouTube video on how to wrap it. And I'm going to be like, like you feel a sense of like empowerment almost with it. Um, 
what I'm saying here is with all of those instances within the past year and a half, two years, I shared it a little bit, but like it just like it didn't even phase me. Here I am using another definition of phase. But yeah, it did not phase me. Was it was there a little bit of stress and drama involved? Of course, but it was just like me and dog's dad sitting in front of the emergency room. Like, all right, he's in there. Like, like, yes, there was stress and drama, but it was so much less of it. And and we were able to bounce back so quickly. And yeah, it's just like a blip on the radar. Like that happened. He's healthy. He's okay. We're moving on. Cool. Same thing with Albie's recently torn paw pad. Um, researched a little, decided he did not need to go to the vet because it wasn't very severe. Severe. Went to the drugstore, bought some more bandage wrap, wrapped it up. We were on our merry way. So I guess it just, yeah, like it's one of those, like you've been together for a while. You're so comfortable with each other. Like there's such a level of comfortability with your dog and with your relationship. And they still bring you so much joy every day. You still would want them in your life rather than not, of course. But it's almost like coming from phase two to phase three, it is, it does feel a little bit of like a loss of identity. So that's what I've been grappling with lately, bringing it back to me and the podcast. I have the feeling lately of I'm so much more than dog mom. I want to talk about so much more than dogs. And that this is not me being like, and the podcast is canceled. Like, it, it's not, it's not that. Like, I want it to be like 60% dog and 40% life or even like 70, 30, 70 dog. You know, like I, I think it's hard to get that balance without a co-host. And so that's what I've been grappling with lately is I want to talk to you guys about, oh my God, I discovered this new robe and oh, we're doing these home projects or, oh, you know what I was thinking? Like, you know what's so interesting about getting into this new phase? Here we go with phase. Um, Getting into your 30s, this is part of the is really interesting or whatever it is. Like, I want to be able to share thoughts on life that is not related to dog mom life. It's just life. And so, as I said, I still want this to be like with a dog podcast. I still want to talk about dogs, but it's really hard to create that balance when when you don't have a consistent co-host. I love my episodes with Charlotte and Ashley. Do not get me wrong. Like those are my most fun episodes for sure. Because I can share other things about life, but it's not frequent enough. You know, it's it's once a month and then we have our exclusive episodes, but only a handful of you guys listen to those, which is understandable. And so I've tried to kind of implement that kind of banter and and discussion that is outside of the realm of just dog stuff. I've tried to initiate that kind of thing with guests that I have on, but it's very hit and miss, which is also understandable. I'm a dog podcast asking them to be a guest on. Of course, they're like gonna want to talk about their dog and not go and talk about a TV show with me. So I think that's something I've been grappling with because I mean, of course, I can do it solo. I can be like, guys, I watched this new TV show and I liked this. But it's so much better when you have someone talking back and being like, yes, isn't that main character so hot and or whatever. So I want to expand what we talk about. We are all, all of us, even if you're not in phase three, we are all so much more than just dog mom. And so I want to be able to strike the right balance. And I'm having a hard time doing that. That's been issue number one. 
Another part about phase three that I kind of touched on is the lack of need to tell other people about your dog. Because you're not in that phase two of like dog mom life, I personally have been feeling a lot more in like the phase three of like, I don't need to post things about the dogs every single day on Instagram or TikTok. Or this is a good example of the difference between phase two or three. Let's say you're talking to your mom on the phone and she's like, how's, you know, how's the dog? How's Fluffy? Phase two, you're like, oh my gosh, so good. He just got a new groom and it looks super cute, but the groomer did nick his paw and I was a little bit upset about that. But then we found this new dog bakery, so I took him to get some treats so he felt better. Then we went to the dog park and he found some new dog friends. Whereas I think of phase three, you're like, oh, Fluffy's really good. Just got him groomed and we went to the dog park and he met a dog he really liked. Thanks for asking. And so that's what I mean. I think this is a phase three thing. I feel just like less of a need to share anything about the dogs with other people or like overshare or like get on the hype, basically. Don't get me wrong. If someone is like, how is Lupin and how is he aging? I can tell you paragraphs, but but it's almost just like it's not part. It's only one part of my identity. And bringing that back to the podcast, that's really hard when you're trying to share a brand and a or create a brand and grow a brand when you're like, I don't really care about making a reel. Oh, crap, I didn't update stories today. And of course, there are other there are multiple other feelings I have about Dogstagram and social media that blend into this. So it's kind of all interwoven. So it's not just a phase three thing that I'm not wanting to share consistently on the stories. But it's just like, it's kind of like this, like, oh, I have a dog podcast. I need to share dog things, but I have very little drive to. My love for them is the same. My enjoyment of them is the same, but different. It's the same level of enjoyment, but a different type of enjoyment. It's not a, it's not a phase two enjoyment. I think phase two is almost like more external. And maybe a phase three is more internal. Ooh, I'm just coming up with that. Okay, I think phase two is you and your dog together. Like it's it's very like outward facing of like your love shines out. And I think a phase three is almost like, yeah, it's just like this internal bond between us. I know they're happy and I'm happy. And I have very little drive to... I don't want to say prove that because I don't think social media and sharing your dog is like trying to prove that you love your dog. But like, I just, I don't have any need to share it further, basically, to share our love further. I hope that that um, creates a better picture, (laughs) better than my little line graph for some of you as far as identifying what phase you're in. Because I think if you're in a phase three, if you're in that comfortable, happy, like internal love that's just like inside your little home and inside the bond between you and your dog, that doesn't make it any less than the phase two. And I I was having trouble with that. I was like, oh my God, why don't I want to share them anymore? Do I not love them as much as I, you know, do I not love Lupin as much as he's gotten older? It's like, no, our love has just changed kind of. Our bond has changed and not in a worse or better, but it's like evolved into something different. And I had a lot of shame of not only, oh my gosh, is my 
love for him different? Why do I not want to share it externally on social media as much? And for everyone who follows me on social media, I know I still post like, but it, it was it's not nearly as much as I used to like pre COVID. Um, but also there was a lot of shame and identity questioning in the podcast. Like, why do I not want to talk about my dogs on a dog podcast? Why am I not hyped to have this guest on and talk about these things? It's because because I think the love and the bond with your dog has evolved into something more internal. And I think because it's streamlined into other parts of my identity rather than dog is my identity of phase two. I think I think I've over explained phase three at this point, but I think I'm trying to relate it back to the podcast of saying it's been hard to post on social media. It's been a little hard because I feel like I can't share more of or I ca- can't talk about more about life things with you guys. And this isn't a phase three thing. This is just me, a podcast thing is I've, I think I've been struggling about on how to make the podcast sustainable. I think sometimes I try to bulk record episodes, but usually I'm only able to get like three or four at most ahead of time often more times. It's more like two because I reach out to, let's say, 10 guests and only three respond and or some ghost me or I'm not going to tell you all of my woes, all of my guest woes. But I think it's just sometimes I feel like week on week, I'm flying by the seat of my pants and that puts a lot of underlining stress on me. Almost, you know, when you have stress and it's like in the back of your mind, it's just one other little layer to add to your to your day-to-day stress that's just like a consistent weight. And sometimes I feel like the podcast, getting an episode out every week is like that. The point of this is that I think I don't make the podcast very sustainable in many ways. I haven't made it sustainable for myself. I've taken this last month to kind of realize that and I'm going to be trying to do more bulk episode recording. Another thing that I've kind of realized in not making the podcast sustainable for myself is that I've now been doing this for two and a half years and I realized that I need breaks throughout the year. Like every August, September, I feel like I need a break. Same thing with maybe like over Christmas, if I don't have something planned at least, or at least make sure it's planned during that time. And then again, around April, May. And so I think I'm going to start maybe building in some vacations for myself if I'm good enough at bulk recording episodes. And also when I say bulk recording, guys, it's not like I'm going to record like 50 ahead of time and have like the whole year done. I don't think that's ever going to happen. Or maybe it's like a quarterly thing. Like I send out all my invites for Q2 and and get everything all set. Something like that. So because I never want the episodes to seem inauthentic either. Like I never want to interview someone and then they get a new puppy three weeks later and it's like my episode all of a sudden is like way behind the times. I don't know. So I never want it to be so far out that it's inauthentic. But maybe if I get good enough at bulk recording them, hopefully I can then take those breaks scheduled in and the episode's already like edited ahead of time and blah, blah, blah. Or I just have that vacation scheduled in. Like I'm like, guys, I'm telling you right now, two weeks off in April. It's it's coming up. Heads up. I'm preparing you now. Because then I will mentally have that break. I Like I know it's coming up rather than me doing kind of what I've had to do this last month of just like all of a sudden stopping for no apparent reason. And even a, even the reason kind of escaped me. I just felt a lack of motivation, a lack of creativity. And I was like, I 
can't get something out this week or the next week or the week after that. Why not? And this is the decision. This is the realization I've come to. I need to make the podcast more sustainable for myself. Sorry, guys, we're we're moving out of the phase thing and we're now talking about podcast stuff. I'll jump back into the phase thing in a second. I just the podcast is so personal to me. It's I I honestly don't I don't think of it as a job. And I, as I said, I don't have a co-host. I don't have business partners that I can explain these type of things to. And I know there's a lot of podcasts that things just kind of happen behind the scenes and you as a listener, you as a consumer just kind of roll with it and you're like, oh, this is new. Cool. But um, that's not how I'm rolling with it. That's I'm bringing you along with the the podcast process. So I think last but not least of um, the realization stuff I've come up with recently is, as I said, part of it has been phase three of like, where do I fit? If I'm in this phase three of dog mom life, like where does that, where does a podcast fit within that? How can I still serve my listeners and be in this different dog mom life phase three at the same time? So that was part of it. Another part of sustainability. And I think last, the ultimately the reason that I ended up taking this break recently was because I had my teeth done, which I'm sure all of you are so sick of me talking about it. And it's gotten much better. Unfortunately, I have to go in again tomorrow, which is why I'm recording this tonight. And they're going to do some more stuff. If you don't know, basically, I got I'm getting Invisalign to help my bite. This is a preventative thing, not a cosmetic. I mean, yeah, ideally, I'll come out of it with a cosmetic fix as well. But the reason I'm having to do this is honestly like a preventative thing for my bite and for my teeth. My teeth were getting worn down significantly from my bite to the point that that they would have been like nubs eventually. <laughs> so this is a preventative thing. So I have to do it. And I keep telling myself that because it's caused so many issues with the podcast and just me, my comfortability speaking. So I keep telling myself, it's like, you're not being vain. You need to do this and you will do this and still have your podcast. It's okay. Yeah. So I'm getting Invisalign, but they had to, my teeth were too short. So they had to extend them. I'm getting more of them done tomorrow because we decided that the ones that we did do didn't look right. It's been a whole thing. My orthodontist is great. Like I, it's, it's not their fault. It's just like, I need to be able to look good and feel good and speak well, one, for my own sanity and like self-consciousness, but two, because of the podcast. So that's been another thing that I just, I was really down in the dumps about like my appearance and how I was talking and how I've been, um, you know, it affected pretty significantly because they're doing some stuff with my bite. It does affect like how I'm able to eat. Anyway, I was I was really kind of just like I needed to take a beat for the last few weeks. One, to reflect on all the things I've just told you about and realize that I was in phase three. First come up with all these phases, but realize I was in phase three and come to terms with the teeth, the smile, the the everything. So thank you all for your patience. Thank you for listening to the behind the scenes podcast process. I'm still so excited about where I'm going to go with the podcast. I've, I've got my motivation back. I've got my creativity. And I think I needed to take this time to figure that out. So I'm feeling so much better about the podcast and about being in phase three, about this comfortable, happy love that I've got with my dogs. That's, as I said, very internal. 
And you may be saying, great, Carly, let's move on to stage three or stage four and five. And to that, I say, I don't know what those stages are because I haven't been there yet. Um, Like maybe it's some kind of combination. Maybe next stage is some kind of combination of two and three. Like maybe it is you're, you're on the dog mom life high, but you're but it's a more internal high. Like maybe it's something like that. Maybe you're kind of maybe it's a combination of three and one where you're hitting some rough patches. You're having to put in more work. I Maybe that is phase four because Lupin is getting older and I know we're going to have some some medical stuff up on the pipeline, you know, some nutrition, some health, just overall making sure he's happy and comfortable and healthy in his senior years. I think we're going to have to put in some work and I wonder if it'll be kind of a mix of of one and three. Or maybe stage five is you've been a dog mom for like 20 years and you're like in this whole nother, you know, I can only hope it's some kind of state of nirvana where you've got everything figured out and you love your dog so much and um, you balance everything seamlessly. Who knows? But I would love for you guys to pipe in, DM me, email me, hello at withadogpodcast.com, write a comment on a reel, whatever you want. Tell me what you think the other phases are. Or if you think like one, two, and three is kind of where it's at, then you just got to bounce between them. Maybe that's it. I do anticipate a a four being kind of a mixture of one and three, though. I don't know. I I feel that coming for me because everything's new. Like the having a senior dog who needs the work put in that's new. There's a learning curve. But there's still such a deep love between us still. And that would be kind of like the phase three part. And so blended those together, it'll be four. One plus three equals four. Wow, Carly. Um, this is really this is really groundbreaking. Um <laughs> Um All right. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It it was a little different than my previous birthday episodes or just any other episodes in general, but I really, I felt like it was a time, there was time for like a dog mom check-in and that's what it, this was for me. So I'm off to New York to celebrate my birthday. I'm so freaking excited. As I said, Charlotte is flying out from Colorado. Ashley's already in New York. I get to meet Jonathan finally. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm really excited for the future and what's to come and sharing more of my life with you guys, not just dog stuff, talking more about it because every single time I do share more, I talk about the robe stuff. I talk about skincare, whatever. You guys, you guys love it. You, you're comment. I, maybe I share it on stories or something and you're commenting back like, what do you use? Or why do you like this? Or I didn't like that product when I used it. And I don't know. It's just so fun to talk about those kind of things with you guys in addition to dog things. So thank you for listening to this episode, but thank you for being a listener as well. I am so freaking grateful for all of you. Knowing that I could just take this break, this um unplanned break for September and come back and you're still here is so ridiculously heartwarming. And maybe we're in a phase three too, guys. Maybe you and me, we're, we just have this little nice little bond between us. It's like, Carly's going to go MIA for a little bit, but she'll be back soon. There's a, there's a trust between us. <laughs> You're like, oh, it's just a little blip. She does it sometimes. So thank you, everyone, for being here. I am a hardcore 
um, Libra and like to be loved. So I I would love a DM of a happy birthday on my birthday. This is all I ask of you in addition to um, listening to my podcast every week. (laughs) This is all I ask. And tell me what you think about the phases. Tell me what phase you think you're in. Tell me what you think other phases are. And I will see you guys next week back to our regular scheduled programming every Wednesday with a dog Wednesday, new episodes. Follow me on social media. Share the episodes with your friends. Bye. All content on the With A Dog podcast is for informational and comedic purposes only. It should not replace professional advice, treatment, or diagnosis by a certified veterinarian, trainer, or behaviorist.